I would say the most important thing in planning your day and in deciding what kind of routine is perfect for you. The key word to remember here is being intentional. So I want you to sit with yourself, enjoy the silence, and think about your ideal day. Entrepreneurs love talking about business. However, it's no secret there's also so many things they love talking about which are not about business. In the Sea of Business podcasts, none of your business is a refreshing break, a surprise kiss, an afternoon fizz. Through Carla Singson's cheeky and radical takes on mundane and principle-heavy topics, you'll gain insights that guarantee you something to talk about on your first Tinder date, while visiting grandma, or if you want to impress your new boss. Big thanks to Proximity Outsourcing for sponsoring this episode. Outsource the most tedious tasks in your business, such as data management, appointment setting, and creatives for less than $12 an hour, fully managed. Visit ProximityOutsourcing.com for more info. Tired of business podcasts? Tune in to None of Your Business. New episodes weekly. Hello, hello, and good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of None of Your Business. This episode is a solo episode. I'm sorry to disappoint you. It's just me today. <laughs> no one else to make this podcast better. You're cursed. So I'm going to force you to listen to me for at least 40 minutes, but I will make sure that it's going to be worth it. So today's topic is all about routines. I'm going to share some of my routines, what I think of routines, a little bit of productivity tips, and basically time management, and how I structure my day so that I can be not just productive, but also joyous. So when I started my outsourcing company, Proximity Outsourcing, one of the main inspirations for me was really to start a remote business, you know, that I can run anywhere I am in the world. That gives me the freedom to make money anywhere, anytime, have full control of my ability to create a difference, not just for my life, for the lives of people who are working in the Philippines, because we outsource for the Philippines, we always get them way better opportunities, way better jobs, way better workplaces to work. And of course, helping my clients grow their business. I've always owned and bootstrapped my businesses ever since my very first business, which is a flower shop. <laughs> that business is still alive, by the way, 13 years and counting. So I'm super proud of that. I bootstrapped that business. My next traditional business was in event planning. I've also owned and operated that business for over a decade now, actually probably 11 or 12 years now. And that business is still very profitable. We take on a lot of big brands, a lot of huge clients, government projects, and even big nonprofits such as embassies, you know, the United Nations, those are our clients. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sharing this because I have started and grown a variety of businesses. 
And I also treat myself as a business, you know, my brand, when I speak, when I'm asked to consult, I do a lot of uh, revenue optimization consulting also for businesses that I like, basically. So um, I do a lot of things. I have to have a routine. I have to have something that's predictable because these things help me get organized and help maximize my energy to give it to these entities or these ventures or these things I'm choosing to do and not making me burnt out. So I would say the most important thing about having a routine is it's there to make sure you're moving forward. So putting order into your life and putting a routine, a schedule, something predictable makes sure that you know, it ensures that you're moving forward, that you're heading somewhere. There are a lot of distractions that come up to us during the day. Some of them are absolutely not intended or not expected, you know, an emergency, something medical, or even, even the weather, right? If there is a thunderstorm and you're planning to say record a podcast episode, then your podcast episode will, you know, will have to be postponed. So so there are these things that are unexpected, but the more routine you put or the more faithful you are to your routine, it gives you a little bit of mental flexibility or headspace to figure out solutions for the times when things get unpredictable. I would say the second um, benefit of having routines is habit stacking. So habit stacking is carefully and strategically putting one habit after another so that the first habit or the first action is the impetus to doing the next action. And in this way, you actually get more things done because the more things you finish, the more things you cross off your to-do list, it inspires you, it, it makes you feel good, and then it inspires you to do the next one. So, you know, I, I enjoy my freedom a lot. And actually, and that's why, you know, I've always owned businesses instead of having a job. I like my physical freedom. I, I've always, you know, I have a, a Philippine passport and I've always traveled to many countries, try to get visas and all that. I've travel hacked, you know, with credit card points. So I, I like that freedom. I like my time freedom where I get to choose when to work and when not to work. And to be honest with you, sometimes you don't fully control that, especially if you're a business owner. You know, they have the saying where it's not a nine to five, it's a 24 seven. But definitely having a business and having routines gives you these spaces in your day or a week or month where you can still choose what you want to do and gives a lot of space for um, for things that you're choosing to do just for joy, just for pure joy and pleasure. And that's also another inspiring part of, of being in the outsourcing business because I help my clients do this. I help them get into their ideal life and plan their ideal day, week, income, and without, without having to like burn them out. So I definitely don't believe that you have to work harder to make more money. I am a, I am a definite example of that. I work way less now and make way more money. Oh God, I remember the time when I was in event planning, I would stay up super late or have to be at the event venue five hours before the mall opens. I work wee hours of the night. 
I am allergic to coffee, actually little trivia. So it was really hard for me. I would like take naps in the car or um, uh, drink Coca-Cola <laughs> or, or like something sugary just to stay awake. So um, routines have helped me put a little bit of peace into my day-to-day. And the other thing is, if you're like me and you're kind of multidimensional, you have a lot of things that you want to do. You have different hobbies. Uh, you have different uh, curiosities and things that you want to explore. It doesn't, you don't have to be good at something for it to be your hobby. Sometimes you just, it's just something that you want to do. Like, uh, you know, like me and golf, for example, I'm not obviously like the best golfer out there, but I recently got into golf and it's very time consuming, but I really also love it. And I'm, I'm committed to making myself better. So, um, I definitely spend more time on that now and be more intentional. So first of all, before we actually discuss my routines, I would say the most important thing in planning your day and in deciding what kind of routine is perfect for you, the key word to remember here is being intentional. Intention, that's the key word. So I want you to sit with yourself enjoy the silence and think about your ideal day and how can you arrange your day? How can you plan your day in such a way that it's very close to achieving that ideal day? And what are the steps that you need to do to get there? You have to be honest with yourself. You have to be um, practical, you know? Um, sometimes I cannot deny that a lot of people when especially when they're starting their business or growing their business rapidly you have to put a lot of work into the business like long hours i've been there i've been there so many times because <laughs> i've started multiple businesses but you know if that's what you have to do to get to your ideal outcome then you just have to do it but you have to be intentional you have to be intentional about it because the clearer your intention is the easier it will be for you to determine the solutions and the steps. And to be honest, the clearer your intentions are, the more independent you are of outside help also. And this is why I recommend mindfulness as number one thing in your routine. So we're gonna, we're actually starting now. That's a beautiful segue. I give myself a pat on the back, <laughs> but Let's talk about morning routines. So I would definitely recommend starting your mornings with a mindfulness practice, such as meditation and journaling and any form of manifestation exercise. So just a little caveat, I'm not saying that this is my routine every single day, but I do try to stick to this routine as much as possible no matter where I am or what I'm doing, what time zone I am, I love sticking to this routine because it's so beneficial for me. And when I have these things in place, the other things in my day just kind of, you know, arranges themselves, basically. My day just figures itself out. So, and this is why I start, I love starting my morning with a mindfulness exercise like meditation journaling and manifestation because I 
first of all, I start my day with peace. I regulate my nervous system. You know, when you meditate, that's you take deep breaths, you follow a voice or you focus on your breath. You try to be as empty and as flowy as possible. When I, when, when I say empty, it is not forcing yourself to have a specific thought or not forcing yourself to do something or think of something or achieve something, just trying to be. So that's that's what I mean. The other thing is when I say flowy or open is if there is a thought that comes into your head, which is very unavoidable, don't, don't pressure yourself to empty your thoughts. It's not that easy. Just be yourself, you know, just let it pass by. You know, you can sit with a thought, literally imagine this thought as a box or a gift. That's a, actually a better visual. It's a gift and it's in front of you, it's wrapped, and you're just staring at it and recognizing it. And then you can let it go or let it fly. So that's up to you as well. So I recommend using certain guided meditations. You can find them even on Spotify for free, YouTube. I use Headspace. It's my favorite meditation app. They have a lot of beautiful prompts as well, which you can use for journaling. So journaling, I love journaling as a practice of self-therapy because what I feel like whatever meditation can address, you can always address it in um, in journaling. You know, I usually start with uh, journaling about gratitude and what things I'm grateful for, what things I I feel blessed to have, I write it there because it's a, it. This is a great morning routine because it starts your day positive, and this is you taking the day in you know in into your hands and basically deciding that I'm gonna start my day great. I'm gonna start my day with peace. That's meditation. I'm gonna start my day with gratefulness. You know. So that's journaling. And you can also journal about your thoughts, about your desires, what you want to say, what things bother you. So it's almost like ha having a therapist, but you really, you're just writing a letter to the universe and keeping a document of your past feelings. And then you can, you know, even study it for the future or look back and see what you were wishing for, what your thoughts were. I do this a lot. I keep my journals for up to, I would say, three years. I kind of travel with them, actually. And I I love reading my past notes and my past journal entries because I feel so proud seeing myself grow, you know, looking at my thoughts from two years ago, one year ago. It was super nice to see how... Um, how I wished for, I used to wish for the things that I have now and what practices I did, what commitments I took to have these things. And for the things that I wished for that I didn't have, it's also nice to, you know, have a giggle on these things. So I definitely recommend that as part of your morning routine. The third part that I suggested was manifestation or manifestation practice or maybe affirmations, you know, so this is kind of a wish to the universe. So as you can see, my morning mindfulness routine is, is kind of first 
emptying myself, you know, being peaceful. Next is being grateful. And then next is making it known, you know, what my wishes are or what I want to achieve. And also reminding myself that I am approaching this from a place of peace and gratitude. And and I know that that is the best place, that's the best place to approach this from. So in my opinion, when you approach your desires from that space, you have a very high likelihood of getting clarity in achieving these things because of how, how you know, because of the energy that you have in it. You don't have a needy energy. You don't have a desperate energy. You have a peaceful and grateful energy around it. And I absolutely believe in energies. So that would be such a great space to cultivate these desires. So I actually have a funny um, prompt for manifestation. I use the Reels feature on Facebook to create a Reel of these pictures are basically like my vision board. So there's like a mansion, a wedding. Um, before I got engaged, I, I'm engaged now, but before I got engaged, I have a picture there of an engagement ring, the ring that I want, um, my business, how big, how many people we have and how my peers respect me and look up to me as a leader, how many businesses I've helped, how many um uh, how happy my family is, my good health, me doing a TED talk. So these are just like my big dreams, right? So I have pictures of this. I even have a picture of like a, a Rolls Royce, I think. <laughs> no, no, a white Mustang, a white Mustang with beige seats. I don't know. I just have a, I have a thing for white Mustangs. Um, don't tell anyone. It's a little embarrassing, <laughs> but that's, um, you know, I'm easy to please. That's my dream car. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I don't need the Rolls Royce actually, unless it's pink and then we'll be cute. But I have those pictures and um, and my prompt for this is whenever I'm pooping, <laughs> I watch, that is my prompt to watch this manifestation video because it's a great prompt for me to remember to do it because I'm pooping. It's a, it's a thing that I do every day. <laughs> so what do you call that? That's called habit stacking. <laughs> so that's, that's what I taught you earlier. That's what I shared. And, um, you know, it's up to you, you know, you might be as quirky as me, but as long as you have a daily reminder to practice some sort of mindfulness activity, I would definitely recommend putting that in your morning routine. My other recommendation would be getting sun. And this is why I've only lived in places with sun. So if you followed my journey, I grew up in the Philippines. I spent a lot of time in Thailand before, um, Canada, in Vancouver Island. I spent some time there. I spent some time in Vegas. I spent, I traveled to many sunny countries, <laughs> a lot of countries in Southeast Asia you know, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Vietnam, uh, Singapore, Indonesia. I've been to these places and I've been to Puerto Rico, Mexico. I live in Mexico now. I've come here before as well. Um, I can't remember the other places that I've traveled, but 
I definitely could remember very few. And of course, in the States, I've, you know, I've gone to many sunny places, um, California, in Texas. And even when I visited my sister, even in Indiana, we would get a little bit of sun only if you go at the right time. But I could, what I'm sharing is that I um, could barely remember the places where I went when it was snowing or where it didn't have a lot of sun. I really love getting sunlight and getting sun. And of course, it's been proven to be really good for you. So I would also recommend that as a good part of your morning routine. In fact, even if I just like sit outside in the sun for five to 10 minutes in the morning, it makes me feel so good. I literally feel like the sun is recharging my body. Like I'm a solar panel. <laughs> so um, yeah, lesson number one, move to a place where there's a lot of sun. That's why I'm in Mexico now. I love it here. Absolutely the best place I've ever lived. And, um, and, or get some sun, make sure you get some sun or at least maybe get a vitamin D lamp to help you out with that. It makes you feel good. It's good for your body. It's good for your soul and it helps your immune system be stronger or get stronger. You know, the other good part of my morning routine is I would call this part good input. So it means that it's always a priority for me to add something into my life that's positive in the morning. And usually this is in the form of a book or a podcast. And sometimes I would just listen to the book through Audible or Scribed or Scribd. I don't know how to read it, <laughs> but it's an app that also has a ton of audiobooks and PDFs. And um I'll share the link actually here in the show notes if you want to check it out. I definitely recommend it. It's way cheaper than Audible and one payment, I think it's $8 or $9 a month, can get you access to all of the items in their library, not just, you don't have to buy credits like Audible. So it's definitely way cheaper and they have a lot of unique books there as well. So I'm going to share the link so that you guys can see it and you know, you're welcome. So good input, either a book or a podcast. I love having this in my morning routine because it assures me that I'm doing something positive for myself because I'm already adding good input into my life. I'm learning something and I am improving myself basically. And having this in my routine just cements that commitment to personal development and self-improvement. And that's what you want to do all the time. The last item that I would recommend adding to your morning routine is exercise. So before I had a, not a very good relationship with exercise because I always thought that it was such a chore, right? But in 2017, I think that was the first year I took up exercise as a habit. I moved to this condo with a gym. And I thought, you know what? This condo is so expensive. I'm paying for this gym. It's part of what I pay for. So let me just use it. And so I started going to the gym. And at first, I would go very rarely. I would just kind of force myself. And I would even do it very um, half-assed. You know, I would 
time myself 15 minutes in the elliptical and I did not enjoy it at all. I would just stare at this, um, at the stopwatch or something or at the clock at the elliptical. And I just hated every minute of it. I was telling myself though, that it's good for my body. And so that's why I should just, you know, man up <laughs> basically and keep the exercise going. I used to try to go for an hour and then I reduced it to 30 minutes as long as I would go. And this is my mistake. I started to be not intentional about it. I started to treat it like a chore and I would just do it just to do it. So that wasn't good. Um, after a few years, I started working with a personal trainer that corrected my form and gave me more direction. So that's great. So exercise is a good thing to add to your morning routine because First of all, you know, for your physiology, you are adding, you're making, you know, if you're doing cardio, it's basically good for you. It's good for your heart. It, you know, you're bringing fresh oxygen to your bloodstream and your brain. So that's definitely good for you. Strength training, you get to stretch out your body and, you know, build your strength and try to do more functional um, exercises too like calisthenics, you know, even jumping jacks can like be great push-ups. So a lot of more functional movements, I would recommend that as well. If you're trying to lose weight, um, weightlifting, I think is the best. But of course, um, talk to a fitness professional. <laughs> I'm not the most fit person in the world, but I do love exercising because I feel so good uh, every time I exercise, you know, getting that sweat out, it makes me feel like I'm doing something good for my body too. Because like I shared, mindfulness is my first step in the morning every time. And yes, I may not be able to do all three meditation, journaling, and manifestation at the, you know, every day, but I would always make sure I do at least one. And uh, I try not to veer away from that. And so here's another hack. Well, you can listen to an audiobook or a podcast while you're doing your exercise, right? So that's just like a neat way to do it all together. And um, and then that can be your backdrop for a great morning. I try to wake up at six or seven. I need a long start to my day before I start working. I start working at 10 and just kind of keep going, take breaks in between. I'm going to share my work routines with you, my work routines with you actually in a little bit, but that's my schedule. And I love having these morning habits before I get down to work. So I want to share this with you. So this is one big no-no um, for a morning routine. Don't check your phone and don't check your social media. Try to do your mindfulness practices first because what it does is it trains your brain to be more mindful, to be more intentional, to come in peace and to be proactive instead of being reactive. The thing that happens when you put social media first or check your messages, check your emails first before you do any mindfulness thing is it trains your brain to just be reactive because you're letting these this other input in your brain this other you know set of stimuli instead of you trying to take control on on what you should be feeling or thinking or having as influence into how you feel 
So I definitely at least try to meditate before I check my messages. I talk to my sisters every day and both of my sisters are in different countries. So we try to catch up every day. And I, you know, it's definitely the first group chat that I open. But before that, I try, you know, I I always actually have a mindfulness exercise before I open any social media, before I open my email and all that. So sometimes I I would slip and do that first and then I would try to catch myself. Or sometimes if things are really busy, I start checking my messages when I'm sitting out there in the sun. But I would say 90% of the time, I definitely, 99.999, I definitely do a mindfulness activity first because it's just a way for me to control my day and control how I feel (laughs) instead of reacting to things. I used to work in a very negative and reactive environment. And I actually remember this time when I was angrily replying to an email and I wasn't thinking, this was super early in the day and I just let this person derail me. And I remember this, I was sitting at my staircase and at the side of the staircase, I had some lights, you know, those little lights that you they put on the side of the staircase so that there's a little bit of light at night and you can see the steps. And so this light, when I sat on the staircase to reply to this person angrily, I sat beside this light and literally burnt my leg from the heat of this bulb. And so, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't lead. (laughs) It was a very hot bulb. I literally had like a third degree burn from that. And so my lesson, I feel, you know, my, you know, when I was thinking about it, I felt that that was the universe reminding me to not be reactive. It was a little bit of a punishment or basically just a, a reminder really that, you know, if I be, if I am reactive, you know, I, if I start my day like that, I tend to do the wrong things or hurt myself. I think that was the message that the universe gave me. And so it was really painful. But after that day, and after I reflected on it, I realized that that was the big lesson. And I should always learn from that. And so let's go to work related routines. So my main advice for number one is go to your to-do list, pick the three most important things that will really make a difference in your day. So I'm not saying in your business, I know a lot of my listeners are entrepreneurs. And so whatever is most important to you, if right now it's your business, then do that. If it's something with your back, then do that. If If it's something with your spouse, your kid, your personal care, do that. But whatever is the most important thing for the day is the three most important things that will really make a difference and impact, do that first. And this is what we call eat that frog, which is a principle introduced by Brian Tracy, working through the most difficult but most impactful things first will set a standard for your day, a standard of excellence, a standard of doing things, even if they're hard, and it is a good way to start your day. And so on that note, another no-no for your routine is don't check your emails. Don't check your emails. Don't check your messages. 
do these things first. Your top three, do those first. And then another important part of my routine is definitely a checklist. So every time I remember something that I have to do, I just put it on this checklist, basically on this to-do list, and I do them that way. You know, putting a check on the things that you finish doing actually gives you a dopamine rush and that's your brain rewarding you. It's a positive feeling. And that's your brain rewarding you for doing this thing. And so I love keeping a checklist, checking the things that I finish. It may, basically makes me feel more emotionally rewarded for finishing tasks. And it helps me get my routine going. And uh, so third tip I would say is take a break every three tasks. So you can also make this every two tasks. Honestly, it really depends on what your tasks look like. Uh, sometimes I have a really long day and I would have like 15 tasks or something. But um, doing a break or having a break for every two to three tasks is so useful for you, so helpful for you and your brain so that your brain can breathe. And so you're not easily exhausted. You know, you definitely need a break. You know, we all need to rest. And it is also not productive for someone to work straight eight hours a day or four hours a day, not even taking breaks. So go for a walk, maybe watch something that's positive, that's different from work. Get, you know, make a snack or something, whatever you want to do, but that's not work. Eat a Kit Kat and sit in silence. You can do that as well. I love doing that actually. Um, yesterday I took a break and I listened to an episode of Out of the Pods, which is a podcast about uh, Love is Blind, <laughs> that reality show. I thought it was just a treat. I love being kind of like a fly on the wall in these conversations. And that was like enjoyable for me. So that was a great break. So it's up to you what your break looks like, you know, um, what your guilty pleasure is. That's really up to you. And I would also, it's up to you also how long this break is, but take, you know, whatever time you need, obviously being mindful, being practical. I don't know what your situation is um, at work or how much you need to do for your business or your job, but those are kind of my overarching principles in managing your routines. So I would say also the other bonus tip that I would give is divide your days into creative and operations or um, admin or doing doing type of tasks and always make space for creativity because it helps you become a more productive person and it helps put your you know exercises the other parts of your brain so um when i write i i write and i would usually spend the whole day writing and being inspired and if it's not my writing day, I also just do maybe operations tasks or marketing or, you know, collaboration, conversations, networking. So those are the things that I do. So honestly, I work um, maybe like two to four hours a day. It depends. And some days I don't work. And some weekends I work. And some days I work 12 hours. So it's really, it's different. It's really just up to me and it's up to how I feel my flow is going, as in how how good and motivated I feel in doing this task and in delivering a really excellent task. 
because that's really the important part that you're delivering a task that's worth claiming that you feel proud about. So that's the reason why you're doing that work, right? If you're doing half-assed work and you're not proud of, it's, you know, I mean, it's just between you and your reflection in the mirror, but at the end of the day, it doesn't make you feel good. You're doing work that you're not proud of. So let's move on to night routines. So I'm really particular about my sleep and quality of my sleep. And in fact, I want you guys to check out that episode on sleep. If you scroll up to the older episodes of this podcast, you will see that I had a really awesome conversation with this functional medicine doctor. Her name is Lisa Beth Lent. had a great time having that conversation and recording that podcast, but we talked about sleep, best ways to sleep, how to get high quality sleep. All of my tips are there. So definitely check that out. Put that on your queue. But (laughs) here are a few of my favorite night routines. The number one is the most important thing for me. As soon as I feel like my workday is done, honestly, this is not even at night. Sometimes my day is done at like 3 p.m. or 2 p.m. or something like that. I think today my day is going to be done at 3 p.m. That's what I'm shooting for. Um, I did take breaks in between, but I take a few deep breaths. So that could be a good start to winding down. Just catch your breath. Take a few deep breaths. You can do another round of meditation here, actually. And this is you sending a message to your nervous system and to your body that, hey, it's time to rest. It's time to relax. And it helps you wind down. It helps um, tell your body that, hey, this is the time to produce melatonin, that, that hormone that makes you sleepy and gives you high quality sleep. So I take a few deep breaths every time I'm done with my day and when I'm ready to wind down. And even when I'm out with my girlfriends and I'm just like not thinking of work or business or money or banks or my my attorney or my real estate investment, blah, blah, blah. So I take a few deep breaths and that's it. And I also love having a skincare routine. So I'm in my mid thirties now and I'm proud of the fact that I still have zero wrinkles. Yay. And I would say that is partially due to my nighttime skincare routine. I also have a podcast that talked about my top 15 beauty tips. So also look for that podcast episode. I shared everything there, including products, habits, and um, basically things I do to keep my skin great. So I do a really good nighttime skincare routine because it also helps send a signal to my brain that it's time to relax. And I'm, every time I do or you do a self-care activity, it reminds you to come back into loving yourself. So I personally think this is a good part of your nighttime routine because you know you start your day with mindfulness and peace and then you start with exercise. That's all you loving yourself. But then you do work, right? And when you do work, sometimes you forget loving yourself as much because you're thinking about your clients, your teammates, or your boss, right? And so this is a good way to bring back that self-love and remind yourself that you're here for yourself, that you love yourself, that you care about yourself. And it's such a good message to just remind ourselves with. And that's why when I put on my creams, you know, my toner, it is a good routine for me to keep because it signals 
to my brain that I'm ready to wind down, I'm ready to fall asleep. And this is for my skin, this is for the repair of my cells, and this is good for me. Okay, speaking of good for you, another amazing part of my nighttime routine is supplementation. I have three favorite um, supplements that I take. One is tryptophan. It is one of the building blocks of serotonin, which is a happy hormone. You can look this up. Tryptophan is very good to take before you sleep. It also helps you have a deeper sleep, higher quality sleep. Um, the other one is magnesium. I take magnesium glycinate and, uh, and you can read up on this. It's also really good for your sleep. And we don't get a lot of magnesium in our, you know, daily diet. Um, so it's always good to optimize for that. And the other supplement that I like taking is it's called just like a, a sleep enhancer or something like that, but it has GABA, it has um ashwagandha or St. John's word, but it has a I think it also has zinc, but it it has a lot of like calming and healing attributes for your cells and it also helps you sleep better. So I take these supplements every night and it obviously helps my body, you know, get into a better state of sleep, get higher quality sleep so I can have a lot of energy for the day and I sleep very well. I sleep straight. I don't wake up in the middle of the night and I always wake up energized. I and this is why I would proudly say I work out more than 5 times a week. I, it's because I wake up with just great energy and I don't even drink coffee. So I would also say from time to time, you can pop a melatonin supplement. Melatonin is also actually good at fighting cortisol, the stress hormone. And so if you need extra help, I, I don't recommend taking it every night because you're going to be dependent. But if you say um, accidentally had to reply to an email at 10 p.m., and then that just fired up your brain and you started working again. You know, this happens to a lot of entrepreneurs like us. A lot of work can come up any time of the day. But, um, you know, if if you feel like your brain woke up at 10 p.m. and you can't sleep, take a melatonin, you know, tablet or a pill. I recommend the smallest dose you can find. I take 3MG every time I need this and it helps me sleep better. And it also helps with the stress levels. And lastly, I would say if you can find a way to close your day with something positive or a positive input, which is, you know, you can read. I Lately, I love reading for pleasure or reading just fiction. I actually read psychological thrillers, but I mean, they're fun and they're exciting, but not too exciting as to not, um, you know, make me go to sleep. So um, it's purely for fun. Obviously, I would not recommend reading business books at night. <laughs> you might not even remember these because if you're too relaxed. So keep that thing in the morning or at your gym time. And um, TV. So where do I stand with TV? I love watching TV. I have my favorite TV shows, but I do try to not watch a lot during the night because I don't want to be overstimulated. I just want the last touch of basically input to be something positive. And, um, and that's my, that's my night routine. Oh, by the way, hand cream, 
very important. <laughs> I think it's also one of the last things I do put on hand cream. So aside from your face and your neck, your hands are the fastest. The skin on your hands are the fastest to age because they're always exposed. They're always doing something and you're always washing them. So just a little tip out there. Go grab that hand cream. And all, all, of course, good handshakes and soft hands always make a good impression. So, you know, it's definitely worth investing a good hand cream. So yeah, oh, that's my deep breath for the day. <laughs> I think my day's over now, but I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that it helped you rethink about your routines and or be motivated being better at you know, your routines or being better at following positive routines because it's super beneficial for your brain, for your body, for your business, for your relationships, for the people around you. Of course, there's some routines which are like weekly, daily, monthly, or yearly. So that's another um, another conversation altogether. But um, yeah, that's that's our topic for today, routines. So I would love to hear from you guys what your favorite routines are. Drop me a message on Instagram or on Facebook. You can easily find me, Carla Singson, on Facebook, Carla Stefan on Instagram. And also, if you love this episode, please click follow and drop me a review up to a five-star review. I would love to hear from you. I love seeing all your feedback. It helps me and inspires me to keep going. And I hope that you really enjoy this podcast. So I'm excited to see you again next week. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for staying. Thank you for taking time to learn something new today. Definitely congratulate yourself. Give yourself a pat, pat on the back. This is a step forward to some good input in your life and I'm proud of you. So thank you. And I'll see you next week for another episode of None of Your Business. Bye. So it's a wrap. To my entrepreneur friends, I hope that you found this episode interesting and enjoyable. I know I did. Big thanks to our sponsor, Proximity Outsourcing, for making this possible. If you need to outsource anything in your business so you can scale fast and easy, visit ProximityOutsourcing.com and check out their solutions. If there's any topic that you want to request, feel free to reach out. I only have two conditions. You tell me why you find it interesting and you promise it's not business talk. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and YouTube and leave us a comment or review because you're cool like that. This is your host, Carla, and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for your interest in fun stories. Now we can get back to business. See you next week. And remember, everything here is none of your business.